Hey everyone and welcome back to the Mabea Way. Today's guest is the successful author and entrepreneur Daniel Alonso. And we are talking about wealth on the beach. And you want to listen to this if you want to know how to balance a healthy diet of a professional business and you still have the freedom to be whatever you want to be. This is Wealth on the Beach and the Mabea Way. Hey Daniel. What's going on guys? How are you? very well how are you i'm doing fantastic That's glad to be here glad awesome. to be here. we're so happy that you're here and you uh, live on another beach not in marbella but down the coast uh, yeah newport right? newport beach yeah. which is also wealth on the beach oh, it's I, also wealth i think so beach. i think yeah. so yeah so what how do you define wealth uh well i i talk about it all the time it, it, it's wealth to me is freedom choices and options that's yeah. really a, uh, the, the, the most simple way to put it. Fantastic. There was just uh, one thing I almost forgot. That was the uh, bubbles. Well, I, I, I like bubbles. <laughs> the daily I do like bubbles. Dimmer by the way. We cannot miss that part. We even know um, buffets where they, we have that in the US as well, where you can choose between a vegetable juice or a, a glass of champagne. Oh, really? It's always good. It's a healthy good. diet, you know? A healthy like diet. Wealth on the beach. Absolutely. You know, and back to freedom, it's Real good life. to have the choice. Well, champagne is one of the food groups, right? So I think it's... Uh, it's yeah. Is it in the, it's uh, in the, pyramid, the pyramid thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. 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 Oh, in the pyramid. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> exactly, exactly. There are so many things to talk about. Yeah. So where should we start? So... No, ladies first, ladies yes. first. I think back to the uh, what wealth is. That was interesting to hear your definition of that because you wrote a book called Wealth on the Beach, mm -hmm. and uh, it was be, it would be interesting to hear first of all what you consider what wealth is, and then connect the beach afterwards. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I think that uh, where, where we came up with that name was uh, pretty simple. Let's cheers, cheers to health, happiness wealth and new friends and new friends and wealth on the beach and wealth on the beach and the marbella way and the marbella way <laughs> and so i think that the way that uh we're, why we came up with the name wealth on the beach was because it kind of is a, a a thought that people have when you think about retirement or freedom or just being able to have freedom, you think of the beach. You think of, okay, I want to go and lounge on the beach and enjoy my life and do what I want to do and bask in the sun. But that's not really what the book is about. I mean, the book is really, it's, it's, a, it's a game plan. That's really what it is. I mean, it's a step-by-step -step guide. It's 11 steps, you have 11 steps. 11, uh, yep, uh, universal laws to, uh, to building financial freedom and but, it, you know, it could be wealth in the mountains. It could be wealth in Marbella. You know what I mean? It could be wealth anywhere. So it, it's just kind of a, a, a visual. I wanted to give a visual to everybody so they can, you know, maybe define wealth the way they want to define it. Because I don't think you really can. I mean, you could define it for a particular person, but you really can't define it for everybody because wealth is different for everybody. You know, some people... They want to work 24 hours a day and that's wealth to them. You know, the opportunity to be able to build something, create something, do something great. And the truth is when I was 21, when I went into business, I wanted to be retired by the time I was, you know, 30 years old. I wanted to be done. I wanted to, you know, so I did everything in my power. I worked so hard. I did everything that I was supposed to do to be able to accomplish that. Well, I did it by 28. I was free by 28. And then I heard a, uh, a talk from Anthony Robbins, which I was a big follower of, of him, you know, in the early days. He actually helped me a lot in the early days. And I, uh, and he said that people that retire die. That's what he said. I, I, I totally understand. That. Yeah. And, and I, so at 28, I'm thinking, well, I better not retire, right. you know, because yeah. I don't, don't want do to die. Exactly. Yes. I'm, I'm going for 120, man. I mean, that's yeah. my goal. And, uh, but yeah, and, and so I just continued on building my business, but 
it was a little bit different because I was able to have more freedom and options of how much I wanted to work. So freedom to me was the ability to work if I wanted to work, but if I don't want to work, I don't have to work. And I love that. Uh, you know, I, I love, that's why I always say options, right? You have an option. Do you want to go grind it? Do you want to go kill it? Do you want to go make a ton of more yeah. money? Or do you want to say, all right, I'm going to build some passive income. So if I want to work, I can work. If I don't want to work, I don't have to work. So what was the first thing you did when you could have retired, but you didn't want to retire? What did you decide to do? Well, I mean, just traveling. I think that was the main thing. I, I remember being with a buddy of mine, one of my top leaders in my business, and, and I'm 28 years old, and I, I remember exactly where we were. We were in Chipotle, believe it or not, wow. which, which is your, one of your oh, favorites. Yeah. I think yeah. your guys' favorites. Great we don't have it in Europe. And it's, I love Chipotle too, but this was like a lot of years ago. This was yeah. a, a lot of years. And so, yeah, this was 20 years ago. And, and I'm, we're sitting in Chipotle, and I told him, I said, look, I killed it for the last seven years. I mean, I did everything that I was supposed to do to put in place this foundation of a business that allowed me to have freedom. And I said, you know, step right into it, you know, go for it, you know. And of course, I kept working and I kept doing what I'm doing. But, but of course, I traveled a lot. I went to a lot of fun, you know, Europe and, and uh, a lot of fun places. And, uh, you know, I was the dad that, you know, I came home every day and, and uh, um, you know, I tucked my kids in bed. I got them up in the morning. I took them to school. I, I picked them up. I was uh, the dad that would, you know, take my kids out of school just so we can go to the carnival or we could go to Disneyland or something like that. I was that dad because, you know, and we could talk more about it later. But, I mean, school to me is, is obviously very important. Education is important. But it's not the most important. I think the most important is experiences Absolutely. and memories yes. and, and adventures. And, you know, so I was that dad that I said, look, I don't care what kind of grades you get. I mean, obviously do your best when you're there. And, you know, but I had no problem taking my kids out of school and saying, let's go have some fun today, man. Let's go make a memory. Let's go have a little adventure. Let's go to Disneyland and do some rides and have some fun. And and, uh, you know, let's go have a picnic at the park. I mean, it doesn't even have to cost you any money. It could be just a picnic. And I, just... I definitely think it's a key to, like, if you have a great relationship with your kids, that you have to, don't have to be all, have to go to school. It has to be fun as well. Absolutely. And education, education can be many things. Absolutely. You can travel. It's also part of the home school or education that totally. you meet different cultures, you meet people. Yeah. It's a lot of different ways to, you know, have the end result of wealth on the beach. Because Absolutely. nowadays you can actually work online. Absolutely. Yeah, you can work anywhere you want. And and I think, I mean, you guys have done it with your kids. I mean, your kids have traveled so many places in the world. I mean, how awesome is it? I mean, who even cares about your grades when you're 50 years old? Who even asks you about your grades when you're 50? Nobody cares. Nobody cares when you're 25 what your grades were. But your kids are never going to forget Very true. traveling to Spain and to Newport Beach yes. and to Los Angeles and Hollywood and all these different places. I mean, how lucky. I mean, just your kids are the luckiest kids on the planet to be able to experience what they've gotten to experience because of you guys. So how did you find out, okay, I did this creative and successful business. Where do you go from now? Well, I mean, well, there's a lot I want to do still. I mean, I, but I think... I, I'm really enjoying the freedom right now, you know? I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed it for a long time. I mean, I, I enjoy working when I wanna work. I enjoy speaking, I enjoy teaching. I have a coaching program, it's called Wealth on the Beach Club. And it's every Wednesday, there you go. <laughs> every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I got a bunch of people on Zoom and I'm teaching and I'm training and I'm coaching. And I just started up, I just started a meetup on Tuesday nights. And, and of course, we'll link to all of this. Yeah. So every Tuesday night, if if people are just interested in knowing more about the book, it's free, by the way. The the, the coaching club is, is that's, uh, you know, people pay for that. But every Tuesday night, I'm jumping on Zoom just for maybe the next 10 or 11 weeks. And, and I'm just teaching about each chapter of the book. And it's pretty interesting. I've never done it before like this, but 
a meeting. Oh, okay. We already have like within a week, week and a half, we already have like 40 members in this That's little nice. group and we're starting to build a little bit of a community and we're going to end up getting together and have parties together. And so uh, I just, that's how I want to spend my life. I want to serve other people. I want to make a difference in people's lives. I want to uh, do everything in my power to help people get a little taste of what I've been able to get. I mean, I'm so grateful for everything that's happened to me. Uh, but I think there's so much more too that, that we could, you know, serve. Could you go a little bit more into, I mean, it's 11 principles yeah, that you yeah. described. Mm -hmm. um, I don't expect that you can go through the whole book, but just <laughs> in headlines, right. uh, what are the, the 11 principles? Yeah. Well, I mean, th there's principles like just even starting with creating a vision, right? I mean, you got to have a vision for the future. It all starts with, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the law of attraction, right? Whatever you think about with determination, with courage, with passion, uh, will ultimately become your reality. I, I always do that if I had to try, if you try to find a parking spot, like, come on, it's there, there, exactly. the corner. yes, it's there. It's funny because I always say, I always say this, I, and I say it just like this, I always get the front row. Yes. I say to myself all the time, I always get the front row. Always works out for me. I am the luckiest person in the world. You are. Yeah, I, I say that. All the time I say that, you know, and, but it's, it's, uh, I, I think that we forget sometimes that it's the vision that we're casting in our own minds that, uh, you know, it, we're stopping ourselves from what is humanly possible. If, if somebody else did it, well, I could do it. You know, when, when I first went into business at 21, I didn't know anything about anything. I never sold anything in my life. I was, uh, you know, just looking at these people and they, they were doing really well and they were talking about this opportunity, financial services and investments and insurances and all the stuff I knew nothing about. And they said, would you want to give it a shot? And I, and I, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't have a resume. I didn't think that they were going to take me, you know, but they were just offering up me and, you know, they were just offering me an opportunity. So I told the guy, I said, look, as long as it's legal, ethical, and moral, I don't care what it is. Just tell me what I got to do. I'll do anything. I'll do anything that I need to do because I want a better life. I want to change my life. So, so then I started to have that vision. And then, you know, through, through that vision, I started to create a plan. And I said, okay, how do I do this? So first thing I got to do is I got to master my craft. By the way, a lot of this is, you know, bouncing around in the book here, but you know, I, I said, I'm going to master my craft. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out like, what does that guy know? What does that guy know? What does she know? And I want to learn exactly what they know so that I can steal their information. I almost felt like I was sucking information from their brains because modeling is one of the most important things you can do to become successful, right? You find somebody that has done what you mm. want to do and then you just copy them. And, and everybody hates that when, when I but say copy. No, nobody can really copy you because you always be yourself. Of course, of course, yeah. But you can have like inspiration and yeah, absolutely some, type, some things, but you can't but I, really, you know, you're unique. Yeah, and, and I think there's there's systems in in a lot of things, right? I mean, they're, they're, to put to put together this this podcast, right? There's systems in place. He has to press that and press that and do this, and she has to do this, and everybody, right? There's right. there is a step by step process of how this thing works. There's a system. And so I figured I'm going to learn the system. I'm going to figure out how they did it. And then I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to have a big ego. Like everybody has a big ego and they said, well, I'm not, I'm going to do it my own way. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it exactly the way that I'm supposed to, because I don't want to, I don't want to act like he told me what to do. Mm. And then now you got to give him credit. And then act like, like when I talk about Anthony Robbins or I talk about my mentor, Hector Lamarck, and I talk about these people in my life, it's, it doesn't mean that, that I didn't create things on my own or I didn't have my own ideas. Of course I did throughout 25 years, but these are the people that started me off with this vision and this process of how do I do things. If they don't teach me, I don't know what to do. It's like a sensei in karate. 
right? He's going to tell you how to do the moves. And then once he tells you, then all you got to do is just copy those moves and you'll probably have a little bit of success in that venture. And the sensei in karate didn't invent karate. Exactly. So exactly. there are universal laws. That's and it. those people that you refer to, they happen to have learned those and they pass them on. And you're doing that as well. That's it. That's so it. I, I totally understand. But I think we all have this ego or this tendency. We want to be original. We want to do things our way, right. differentiate ourselves, be unique. Right. And I think we can be that uh, personality wise. But I think you're right that there are certain systems right. to follow. And it's interesting to, of course, to learn more about that so that more people can live uh, on the beach the Marbella way. Right. Right. So the first one is the vision. So there's, there's a plan. Vision and there's a plan. And then, uh, like, like I said, like mastering your craft, right? Yeah. You got to figure out what are the systems in place. Th there's also leadership. I think leadership is a big key component to anybody becoming successful. I always tell my agents that, you know, the leaders are the ones that make all the money. So whatever it is that we any of us want to do and want to try to rise to the top at some point we got to be the leaders you know it, it's like you guys right here doing this podcast you had to set the date you had to prepare everything you had to you know buy the champagne you had to i mean you know you're the leaders you had to take the risk to say this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it even though not everything works out exactly the way we want it to the leader is the one that says, I'm going to charge first. I'm going to do it first. Even though I might fail, even though I might look silly, even though I might mess things up, I am taking the risk. I am taking charge of my life and I'm going for it. And that is really the mark of, of a leader. And so I learned that. And I, matter of fact, I, I spent most of my time learning the craft of leadership the power of influence, the power of getting people That's to very my way of thinking. talk about influence yeah. because there's so many influences out there. That's it. But you have to be the right influence, That's it. good or bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's important yeah. to understand which kind of influence we are mirroring ourselves with that's or it. following. That's and that, that's another thing we talked about because uh, actually we hadn't visited uh, the Hollywood sign before. Okay. And and I, I remember seeing the Hollywood sign uh, on, we had only one TV channel in Denmark when I grew up. And I remember seeing what? this sign, you know, from whatever two. movie, and I and, and I couldn't help thinking one day it would be interesting to to be there and see what is that Hollywood that everybody's talking about on in movies and so on. What is it? And actually, it was only the other day that I was there for the first time, and I really felt a, a very uh, special energy in that whole area, a very very positive energy in a way. And then what we talked about is that. It's such a powerful platform, whatever we call it, like Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. Such a powerful platform. But of course, people's intentions, how they want to use it, it's, it's something personal, but it's actually got nothing to do with the place. The right. place in itself is a, is a space of energy and, and of, of opportunity. Right. So, so how did you put in the right intentions? You know, where, where did you get the positive intentions from? And who, who taught you to, to become a leader? You, you obviously taught yourself. Right. But how did you get the inspiration? Uh, I mean, books. I mean, hundreds and hundreds. I mean, I devoured every book in, you know, that I could get my hands on. I mean, I listened to audio cassette tapes every day. Uh, I self-improved every day. I mean, I, I, I read everything I could get my hands on. I went to every seminar that I could go to. I, uh, you sound like a Google machine. I was well, and we didn't even have Google back then. You know, there was no Google yes, in yes, 1996. Yes. You know, and so it was 1996 when I got started, and so it was. It was just. I mean, imagine I had those big box, you know, cassette tapes. You know, like how to win friends and influence people, oh, yes. or yeah, yeah. Think and Grow Rich, and they came in these big box sets. You know, like. 24 tapes, you know, and then you would, and my little, my little pickup truck, $4,000 pickup truck that you had to roll the windows down like this, you know, and no air conditioning. And I would, and so it was like, I just consumed it. And then I started to apply all the things that I was learning. And then I just kept trying and trying and trying. So I would, uh, 
you know, I would hold little, I, I remember in the beginning when I started to build a little team and there was, you know, five of us and then we would have a little meeting or something like that. And then, and then I would get us at the end of the meeting, I would get us all together and, and I would sit there and I would motivate them. Look guys, all right, what's your goal? What's your goal? What's your goal? How much are you going to do this month? How many sales are you going to write? How many recruits are you going to get? And I, I get, you know, and I'd have it all written down. Right. And then we would write it down and then we would put out a little uh, sheet of paper and we would Xerox it for everybody. And then everybody knew the goals of the month. So it was kind of keeping them accountable to whatever goal that you know us as a team decided we were going to do so that was my first little mark of leadership is okay i'm gonna you know get people rally them together and then on saturday morning we used to have trainings where i would train them on all the fundamentals of the business so uh and then of course the office the the main broker that i was in the beginning he had a bigger meeting but then I would make all my guys show up early. So we would show up one hour early just so I could have, I could train them, just me and them for like an hour. And then I would release them to the, the bigger meeting. But that was just my way of keeping my separate team accountable to whatever goals, whatever, you know, uh, things that we wanted to accomplish that month. I wanted to hold them accountable. I wanted to be able to look my guys in the eyes and say, what are you gonna do this month? What do you got going? How many appointments? And, I, and I, I kept everybody accountable to all the appointments that they had. I would call them up after uh, nine o'clock at night or whatever, and I would say, okay, how did your appointments go today? And just through that sheer accountability over and over and over again, and I'm talking massive accountability massive amounts of phone calls. Ma I used to sit in my car, my little truck, and I would sit there and I would, I would leave my house on Sunday night and I would drive to a parking lot and I would sit in the parking lot from like five o'clock at night all the way till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And I would just sit in my car, just have my book of phone numbers and I would just be calling all my recruits, all my teammates, all my uh, clients, all my prospects, and I'm just trying to get my week booked out. So I figured if every Sunday night I had a certain amount of appointments, I knew because I would track it every single week, I knew that if I had X amount of appointments, I would write X amount of recruits and X amount of sales every single week. So my business became very uh, predictable. So I knew, I knew that I was gonna be successful. Look, how to navigate with all the people you had. That's exactly like, right. Let's do a, you know, writer's manual. Exactly. How to succeed. That's it. That's all I did. And then so that way, so again, when, when you're talking about leadership, it's that person. So I didn't sit in my ivory tower and say, hey, go get them, guys. Go do this. Go do that. Go do this. You know, and then tell everybody what to do. I said, no, I'm going to do it first. I'm going to show you the way the Marbella way. Yes, I'm going to show way. you the way, right? I'm going to show you how it's done. Yep. And then I'm going to come back and then I'm going to talk about it. And then I'm going to teach it. And then I'm going to prove that this thing works, right? That's really how, that was the foundation of how all this thing started for me. Mm. And I think we all need that right now because mm -hmm. a lot of people, when they open their social media, whatever they do, they get confused to think, oh my God, so many people are miles ahead of me right right so they need some tools okay mm -hmm. how can i help myself to be there what i want to be right like will thunder beach because mm -hmm. you cannot you know support the lifestyle if you don't have a business exactly you know, you're not being the beach as you can but maybe you should be a little bit more busy then then the only only one week a year or two <laughs> weeks or something absolutely and, and that's most people i mean most employees yeah. you get one two three weeks a year and that's it and yeah. so there's your beach you know time so but so how did you, because people, that's another thing that there's so much information today. There's so, I mean, what I like is when you talked about your tapes, it was, it was more tangible. There was less information. There was no internet. So in that sense, it was in a way easier to focus right. than today, right. because today you have a million options and you don't know where to start and you may spend half of the day scrolling through the social media to see how amazing other people's lives look yes. and yeah. again it's I just instagram oh so it's so much behind it's just <laughs> showing a, a one-sided 
you know, truth in a way, right? right so, right. but in in any case, there's so much information, and I think that's the biggest challenge for most people to really find out mm. where to focus, where where should I right. really put my effort, right. um, instead of just observing, you know, all the different ways I could do it if I wanted to do it one day. Right. You know, I. I uh... I shut off my TV for three years, so we had no cable TV for three years. So we had like That's one channel. We had one channel, you know, <laughs> and and that was it. I mean, we had a little twelve hundred square foot condo and and uh, a little IKEA uh, uh, dining room table and a couple of couches that my parents gave me. And I, matter of fact, I never put grass in the in the backyard. I never fixed up the house. And you didn't need to. I didn't. Matter backyard. of fact, I, I put I put grass when I sold the house. Well, and so about not. three years later, yeah, yeah I, I I put the grass in right before we sold it, yeah. so we could sell it for more. Yeah. But uh, but I, we never had grass. That's you know. Silly. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, and thinking about it now, I mean, I had parties, I had people come over, and I had no grass in the backyard. Because I didn't want to spend money. Number one, I didn't want to spend money. My mortgage was like $700 a month or something like that. It was a little $112,000 condo. And and I just, I wanted to live below my means Mm -hmm. so I can start building wealth. I can start compounding my money because I believe in compound interest. And I do believe that you know, if you start investing money at an early age, you get rich so much faster and you can be free at a young age. And so when I was driving around, a three, I was making $300,000 a year. Uh, I don't know, maybe I was 24, 25 years old and, and I was driving a $10,000 Maxima, a little purple Maxima. And people were like, why don't you buy a bigger house? Why don't you buy a bigger car? Why don't you do all this stuff? And I said, don't worry, I'll impress you with my investment statements if you wanna be impressed. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's, that was kind of the beginning of me starting to make my money grow for me because ultimately, you know, having properties and commercial property and things like that. I mean, this is where the passive income comes from ultimately. I mean, or at least that's a piece of the passive income, not to mention the mutual funds, the, the dividends, the appreciation, the capital gains, the, all these different ways where you're getting paid. I mean, I trade options now. So because I built a decent amount of, of investments, I now can take those investments and earn rent on my stocks now, which is basically covered calls or covered puts, and I can earn money from my money just sitting there. And, and it could be just going up and down in the market, but at least I am earning revenue from those assets that are just sitting, paper assets just sitting right there. I'm taking in more money off these, you know, off uh, these stocks than most people are, are, are taking in passive income from some real estate that they might have. You know what I mean? So there's, there's power in having money compounding for you over time. It grows quick. So you definitely learned that, which is amazing, but it must take a lot of discipline because I think it's hard for a lot of people to be that disciplined, you know, it's, it's initially, especially to, uh, yeah, it's no more than just a walk on the beach in the beginning. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, um, so if we start from the beginning, what kind of business did you? So it's financial services. Okay. We, uh, we market investments, which are like mutual funds, IRA accounts, Roth IRA accounts, college funds, uh, retirement funds, you name it, annuities, all that stuff. We also do mortgages, we do life insurance. So that's pretty much the business. It's pretty simple business. Our our average client probably makes between $50,000 and $250,000 a year. We deal in maybe, you know, mostly like the middle American market. And uh, that's uh, who we sell to, you know, and and but what really created the wealth for for me is that I went out and I recruited. And so when I talk in the book, I talk a lot about duplication, replication, replicating uh, good behaviors, replicating good discipline, good habits, because if. So today we have 55 locations, we have 1,500 licensed agents that work in our organization. So we're in a, a position where 
uh, if one of my agents, just, just like real estate, if you have a brokerage and you have a bunch of agents that work with you, right? I mean, if, if the agent writes a sale, if they sell a house, the broker makes money and the agent makes money. Yeah. Same thing with my business. So I, I just happen to have 1,500 agents that every time they do a mortgage or every time they do a life insurance sale or every time they do a mutual fund, they make the bulk of the money, but I earn bonuses off of every single transaction. So we are constantly trying to recruit and train and develop. Like I'm, I'm always looking for great people. I'm looking for people that when you are, say we, are interested. Are, are you in a group or are you? Do you mean when you say we? Sometimes you might refer to a leadership team or right. So are so, you part of a group or? Well, I am a part of a, a very I mean, large I mean, corporation, but, is it but a leadership team. So, it... well, when I say us, uh, I'm talking about. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, separated, uh, divorced, but my family, uh, my ex-wife, okay. yeah, my ex-wife, she she helped us build the business. I mean, we built the business together. Yeah. So she is half of the business and. Yeah. And so when I say we, I'm especially talking about those from, early from days a fam family point from a view. family standpoint. I mean, this okay. is a family business. And yeah. the cool thing about uh, what happened to us as well is the corporation that we are a part of. So we're a part of a New York Stock Exchange Corporation. So uh, it's almost like I'm a franchise of a franchise of a franchise. You know, so there's, there's so many, there's probably 6,000 offices in the United States and Canada. So there's 130,000 licensed agents. That all have Wealth on the Beach book in the office. Well, hopefully they have the book. I mean, it really is a manual of but how, you know, of how I built. You know, yeah. I lived a good life. Yeah. That's why a lot of people come to Marbella because, you know, it creates a magnet of people who just want to have a good life. There you go. There you go. Well, we, we all got to move to Marbella, okay. get a house in Marbella because now we're really living the Wealth and on the Beach. And you know? what you are doing and what you are, you know, <laughs> the passion is, it will suit my bear. Absolutely, well absolutely. Well. They're, they're all every. I, I hope they. I hope people that are watching that are in sales, especially or like young entrepreneurs. I really hope they pick up the book because it really is a guide to help people uh, go step by step in really any business. I mean, it. it it's pretty relevant to most businesses, more small businesses, not a, you know, you're not going to build your own big corporation with 150,000 agents or anything like that anytime soon. But, but it is, it is one of those opportunities where people can start from the bottom, start from nothing and say, okay, it's a practical guide. The book really is a step-by-step -step guide. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Back to Marbella and culture, and what's the difference between you've traveled in Europe? Mm -hmm. What do you think about the cultural difference? I mean, and you have been in Spain. Before. I have been to Spain. Yep, yeah. I was just in Spain. Yeah, about a year ago. Because these, you could say, these um, great pieces of advice that you share are relevant both places, but there is, it's more predominant over here in the U.S. that people are so much into you know, how to create success and, you know, they, it's just a bigger thing. It, uh, it's another culture. It's and also with law of attraction, a lot of people think ah, they get confused, you know, it's, it can also be very, you know, in, I think in a uh, like fluffy, in, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it can feel fluffy for a lot yeah. of like, okay. Yeah. Sure. Law of attraction. Yeah. What yeah. is that? Right. And that, does, that doesn't work. I mean, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, in Europe, we, uh, of course we have, at least 25 different countries and every single one has a different culture. Right. So we tend to be, you know, whether we are aware of it, aware of it or not, we're quite uh, integrated in those cultures. And we're focusing on, you know, whereas US, it's, it's kind of a business culture at the same time. You know, it's, right. it's a different, uh, it's just a different logic in a way. And it's interesting, but it's interesting that there is so big of an interest as well from Europe in these things that you're talking about, yeah. huge and, and increasing, you know, over the years. Uh, and especially if you want to live in Marbella. Right. But uh, well, I, 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 how do you experience those well, differences I, I culturally? Think, I think Europe, I mean, I, I, I told you I lived in Slovakia for two months last year and I lived in Turkey for a month last year and uh, been to Spain. I've, I've been all through Europe. I mean, I went to Prague, I was in Germany, I, lots of different places. 
And I love, I love European countries. I mean, European people are amazing. They're nice. I mean, they're some of the most friendliest, beautiful people that I've ever met in my life. Uh, the challenge I see, though, because of that, that, that communist, uh, you know, history that they have, uh, a lot of them just haven't got out of that yet. You know, they haven't yeah. really decided that there are certain ways of thinking that could help them create more success in their life. Yeah. And once they get over this, this feeling of the trauma that they have experienced in their life, once they get over that and they start believing in things like the law of attraction and, and, and understanding that, that, let's be honest, all we are is energy. We're not real. You know, I mean, it's, it's just energy and energy can be manipulated. So if we can manipulate our energy and we could, uh, the, by the way that we think, because we can think ourselves into certain uh, successes, certain situations, we can think ourselves into them. It, it, it's, it's, it really is truly amazing. I mean, I look at my life and it's not perfect. Uh, I don't have a perfect life. I want everybody to know my life's not perfect. Got, got, I, I still get tickets. I still get, uh, yeah, I, I still, you know, somebody hits my car. I still, I, I was, I was parking the other day. I ran my, my dang tire right into the curb and you know, this big old thing shit happens, you know, let's be honest, you know? And, uh, but I feel like my life has been so good because I'm always looking for whatever silver lining there is. And I'm really trying to master that energy and to control and manipulate the energy in the direction that I, and, and, you know, a lot of people think manipulation is a bad word, but it's really, you're manipulating your own mind to get the things that you want in your life. You're not, you're not manipulating anybody else. You're manipulating yourself in, in your thinking and your focus and your desires and your, and your vision and all the things that you want to create in your life. So somebody that's sitting there in Europe and they're, they're like so down and you know, some of it's weather too. We were talking, right? I mean, weather kind of makes you depressed we have, sometimes. We have the saunas as well. Saunas, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, like there, there's, you know, sometimes people get down during a lot of snowy weather or a lot of, you know, a lot of clouds, a lot of rain and things like that. And, and I just think that we got to start thinking differently as a culture, especially in Europe. I mean, again, here too, I'm not just saying Europe, I'm saying everywhere, but we need to start thinking differently and knowing that whatever we think about, whatever we focus on, whatever we desire, whatever we have a vision for, man, we could create whatever we want. Doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. Doesn't mean it's like snap your fingers. Oh my God, you're there. That's a bunch of bullshit, right? Anybody's telling you that that's a bunch of bullshit. Oh. One thing I think is very interesting is that you actually, we talked about the fact that in this country, very impressive people have actually managed to be extremely successful without actually building up a business. They're just great speakers. And out of that came books, out of that came speeches, out of that came a business and a success, mm -hmm. which is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think, I think that's my general judgment that I think in Europe, we tend to believe that you should have the experience yourself before I'm going to listen to you. That's it. You know, and then I think a lot of people have that. I, I to a certain degree, have it. But you actually did it. You have the experience. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's it's just another uh, layer that I think I, th I think it matters. But I also think it's very important. We have so much to learn from each other. We are so different. And there's such a, I don't know what it is, but we don't know a lot about American culture mm -hmm. and people. And mm -hmm. we don't know a lot about European lifestyle as well, and also people. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, a lot still, you know, to dig into so we can benefit each other. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that what you were saying before is absolutely, it makes so much sense, right? I mean, that's maybe the difference in my approach to what I'm doing right now is uh, I love speaking. I love teaching. I love, you know, coaching. And, and I, I was talking to a lady, she called me up today and she's, she said, Hey, I really want your help with some things. And I, and, and she says, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I, and I said, well, I just wanted to let you know up front, I don't see a whole lot of new clients anymore. 
Uh, but but I love seeing new clients because you know especially when they call me up and they're like, hey Daniel, I want to set up an appointment with you. I want I want you to you know I want to pick your brain or maybe you could give me some advice. And I said the difference of me and most people is that you're never going to feel any pressure with me. You're never going to feel like I need a sale. You're never going to feel that's like like wonderful. like I'm you know try like I need it you know yeah. because desperation is not attractive at all, right? Definitely. It's, just, it's a total turnoff. Yes, and, yeah. especially and then, for yeah. European. Like, for sure. Totally opposite direction. Totally. You put pressure on people, they back off. It's like, no, thank you. It's not good, yeah. But and, you can actually do it over here. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think even here, people are, they, they are unattracted to anybody that's desperate. And so with me, because I've done it, right, I created... Uh, a certain level of wealth. I'm not the richest person in the world or anything, but I created enough wealth where it allows me to be free forever. You know, I do not have to work for money anymore. And and like I told her on the phone, I said, I just want to let you know that I'm going to see if I can serve you. And if I can do something good for you, we're going to spend 15 minutes. We're going to have a conversation. I said, if I feel like I can do something to make your life better, great we'll hang out, you know, we'll see where this can go. But if I can't, I'll be the first one to tell you that I can't help you. And I, I'll never try to help somebody that I can't help. You know, I, I'll, I'll never be that person because, and, and same thing goes with writing books or, or speaking on stage. And I love to do it, but it comes from a different angle, right? I'm not there to just sell you a book. I mean, first of all, nobody gets rich selling books unless you have a big publisher or you have a big, you know, you know, millions and millions of people on your audience. Uh, I wrote a book because I wanted to share what I learned in 25 years. If I make money off the book, wonderful. If I don't, that's okay too. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't, doesn't change my lifestyle at all. I don't need to earn a big fee to go on stage somewhere or whatever to, to you know, change my lifestyle. I just want to serve. I just want to teach. I just want to try to make a difference because people need to know how to become financially free because people are not happy right now. There's a lot of people in Europe, in the United States, in Canada, you name it. They're not happy and they're not happy because they're not making progress and they're not making progress because they don't know what to do. They don't know. They don't have a plan. They don't have a, a vision. They don't have a, a game plan and a passion. Because you, you cannot just, you know, manipulate sort of about that right, right, yourself right. to have a passion for something. Right. Either you have a passion and then you will succeed if you determine a plan. That's so it. you need to have a passion behind totally. everything you're doing. Totally. Totally. Yeah, I mean. So you can live the Marbella way and the. And wealth on the beach. Exactly. Exactly. But you do. I mean, passion is, passion is how you manipulate your energy, by the way. That's how you're doing it is you're literally thinking yourself into the things that you desire in your life. You know, I, I remember, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I remember being very young and I would sit there and I would watch all these people on stage and I would watch them all. They were always the successful guys, of course. That's why they put them on stage because they were the successful ones. And I would watch them and then this is what I used to do. I used to kind of squint my eyes and I would picture myself as that person. I would picture myself as I'm up on the stage. I'm giving the big keynote speeches. I'm talking about the wealth. I'm talking about how to build it big and do all. And I used to literally squint my eyes like this because I wanted to see, and I saw my face. I saw my body up there on stage. And I would do that. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I've always done that. I mean, that's why I love movies. You know, I, I, I watch a movie and I and I visualize myself going through some of the that's why I really I like motivational movies. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I picture myself in those motivational moments that inspire me and that feeling inside of me. You know, you get the chills when you're watching a great motivational, inspirational movie and and you just you watch them and you're like inspired and you feel it in your body and sometimes you get emotional and sometimes you cry and sometimes you're like you know you just you, you know you just feel it you're like so happy for them or you you feel so inspired by them and you just want to it makes me want to go to work and it makes me want to go do something you know to make progress so we can create that 
that feeling. But that's how we manipulate the energy because once we're, because it's not just the thinking, it's the feeling, the, the chills, the feeling, the, the emotions, the crying, the, the, you know what I mean? Letting your emotions out. That is your energy being created, you know, creating the energy to create the things that you want in your life. I'm like getting the chills right now. So, <laughs> so. For this long period of time, you've definitely been able to motivate yourself and keep progressing. Did you, have you experienced times where that has been almost impossible? Nothing is impossible, but really difficult. Yeah. Where yeah. you really had to realize something new and kind of get back on track. And, you know, did you, do you feel that you, have you had those situations as well? I think, yeah, I mean, I know I, that a lot of people do. Look, look, we all do. I mean, I, you know, I, I was, I was a young guy. I was 21, 22, 23 years old. And I, you know, there was times where I was stuck. There was times that I was, you know, I, I remember uh, calling up this, this other leader guy in the business. And I'm like, Hey, I need an hour of your life. And I went to his office and I told him about, this is where I'm at and I'm struggling and things aren't going right for me. And I don't know what to do. And then he gave me all these ideas and, you know, he told me, uh, he said, you need to dress better because you're a young guy, you know, because I was young. And he says, you need, when you leave the house, you need to, you need to look like a VP, you know, you need to look like a, you know, uh, you know, somebody that's, that's winning and going. And so I changed some different things and, you know, he, he, he reminded me to, to make sure I knew how to overcome objections. And I, I knew all the scripts and I knew what I, you know, how to speak to people and how to get people to your way of thinking. And, and so course I because I had no I never had an ego about this thing I always felt like just tell me the answers right just like when I was in high school I said cheat off the the little Asian girl next to me right here and you know I said cheat off of her because she was so smart and I wasn't you know so I'm sorry but I used to copy no I don't think that's in the book so this is this is just for you guys here on the podcast see look at you're getting some good content yes. here I'm, I'm giving the truth I'm giving the true story here today uh, but no I, I mean really I, I I never was ashamed at trying to figure out what are they doing I want to know what they're doing how are they doing it Love so it. that I could so figure good. out yeah. so I can because I don't you know some of you that that, that know country music you'll you'll know this song it's it says i'm in a hurry and i don't know why it's not disputes are made for walking i I, I don't know it's not that one but there's another song and i i always forget who sings this song but anyways people that country music they'll know what i'm talking about but it, it, it that's the way i was i i was like in a hurry but i didn't know why i was in a hurry because i was so young you know, you hear Gary Vee always talking about, you know, he's like, don't worry, you got your whole life ahead of you. Don't, yeah, you're 85. Don't worry, you still got time, you know. <laughs> like, he was actually uh, able to digest it and absorb, the, you know, the advices. Yes. Some people don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't, you know, I don't want to take criticism, you know. It's so like if you are open and That's honest, right. you will always, you know, mold yourself to a better way. That's it. So I, so like when I hear Gary Vee talk about that stuff, I'm like, why are you telling everybody that stuff? Now I know you're doing it to be empathetic and to be nice to these people and everything, but like, what are you waiting for? You're broke at 24 years old. You have the talent, you have the energy, you have the fire inside of you. Go do something, but do it now, yeah. right? Go for it, right? What are you waiting for? So anyways, but yeah, I, I had struggles, man. And, and. And even I think, uh, you know, just what happened probably of late, even the last five or you know seven years for me, uh, you know, everything became a little bit bittersweet for me because we had built a, an organization. We were many, many times financially independent. And then you kind of go, okay, now what? Because what happens in our type of business is that every time I build a new leader, they end up going and opening up their own office, right? They have their own teams. They build, so now they're doing their own big events. They're doing, like I used to put on all the retreats and big events and thousand people in a room and all these different things, you know, that we used to do. And that's kind of stopped, you know, it kind of stopped. And so I kind of had to go, all right, what am I gonna do now? You know, and that's kind of why I started writing books and got a podcast and things like that. And. Uh, but even to this day, I mean, you know, right now I'm, I'm right in that moment of my life where I'm like, okay, am I really going to go back 
and go try to rebuild it again, you know, like, you know, because we have 55 locations. Why not have 155 locations, right? Why not? I have, I have unlimited amounts of ability to open up as many locations as we want, right? And so uh, there, there's a piece of me right now that is really aching to find some of those key people to, you know, to call me up. So if anybody's watching out there, so they're going to call me up and they're going to go, all right, man, I'm ready. What do we got to do, dude? You know, I want to be on your team. I want to fight with you, whatever, you know. But anyways, th this is, but we all have struggles, you know. And, and during the last, those last few years, there was on my mind a lot of stuff on my mind, you know, that I have to overcome. I have to, you know, constantly remind myself I'm grateful I'm thankful because I missed, a, there's a piece that I'm missing, right? I'm missing that big culture that we used to have that, you know, because of COVID, you know, that, that ruined a lot for us. We used to do a lot of big, big events where they were live and then we stopped all that. We're taking it all back again. And then we're taking yeah. it back yeah. again. We're working yeah. on it. We're totally working on it. That. But that's, but that's been a little bit of a struggle because people are so comfortable and complacent, at least in America right now, they don't want to get out of their like, house. Who wants to work from home? Like, it's so boring. I, totally. I agree, man. I want to be with people. I want to be with the people, you know? Absolutely. I, I, I heard that uh, there's something about uh, something about rain. We we grew up with rain in Denmark, right? Yeah. yeah. And and actually today it's raining. And I heard that some people stay inside when it's raining. I mean, it's, it's cold. It can be cozy, but we don't even think about it. We used to go wherever we have to go in the rain, even if we have to run a bicycle or walk or whatever, then we bring an umbrella or we get wet, you know, right, right, right. it's normal. It rains a lot in Denmark. I love so it. how I love do you, how do you handle rain here in California? Oh God. I mean, well, like I was telling you before, I mean, when it rains, I get really comfortable. I love the rain by the way, I like but I want to, I want to eat some soup. Yes. And nice. I want, I love soup. I, I would love to have some soup. I would like a nice big warm blanket, a nice fireplace. And, uh, and, you know, and watch a movie or something like that. Like that is like a perfect, like rain day for me. I love it. Thank God there's not too many rain days. Otherwise I'd probably never accomplish anything. Exactly. So, so you, you allow yourself to, uh, be comfortable as well in oh, front of yeah. the uh, fireplace. Absolutely. You don't work 24 seven. No, 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 no. I, 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 you know what? I mean, I think there was a time there was about seven, eight years in the beginning where you couldn't catch me doing anything but working, right? You couldn't catch me doing anything but I'm focused, I'm after, other than playing with my kids and taking them to Disneyland on those days. But but we did a lot of those things for the kids, but we still worked because I, I would maybe do that for a few hours and then you wouldn't catch me doing anything other than going to appointments and driving all over God's green earth and and recruiting and training and building relationships and going to weddings and going to funerals and going to birthday parties and all these different things. I was a professional friend maker. That's all yeah. I did. I just wanted to build relationships with people. That was it. Yeah. Professional so don't, don't you think that the exactly. whole face-to-face, uh, -face, the whole meeting people in real life, don't you think it makes a huge difference compared to, I mean, you can do things online, of course, and some people don't do anything but that. Right, right. But I don't know, I can just say for myself personally, I prefer to meet people. Totally, 100%. You know, I think it's like 100 times better, but. Yeah, you're, I, 100%. I mean, I could, I could go down the list of all of our locations, and the most successful ones are the ones that are always constantly meeting in person with yeah. their people. Yeah. So our, our, our offices that are way, it's about human agent. connection. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to have human connection, but it's the, it's the agents, it's the, the VPs that, that they are just sitting in their house all day long and doing zooms all day long. And they never want to meet with real human beings that are breathing and have a pulse, you know, their numbers are not as high as the people that, so I tell everybody, I'm like, I have the numbers. I have the reports. I yeah. can see everybody's numbers. I know what everybody's doing. <laughs> so I know what the right way to do it is. And meeting people in person is the right way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> totally into that old fashion style video. You call it, you call it like the restaurant and you talk with a person or you go online and you book mm -hmm. like, and you talk with a person. Okay. Like, you know, this robot thing is like, oh, it's repeating itself. You get frustrated. Like, let's go back to a little bit more back to human. 
human so connection. And that, that was actually... It was, and our actually, time is almost up, so is there anything else? It was one of the reasons back in and the days when we moved to Spain mm -hmm. that it's, in many ways, it's a more old-fashioned culture. So, uh, and plus, the climate is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So people are outside all the time. They're very social. They, it's, it, you know, you have three generations in the streets. There's mm -hmm. the, the grandkids running around and the... You know, uh, elderly people playing chess with each other at the plaza and so on. That whole culture used to exist in our home country as well, but it's not very predominant anymore. People will go to football and so on. It's not that they don't go out. And some people, despite the rain or snow, they will go out and do their Ironman or whatever. But in the South, we have an outside culture and a very social culture. And that's what probably the most, that's what I love most about the Mabea way. So uh, yeah, that, and that was what motivated us to, to go down there, to really be with people, to experience the culture and you know, feel people. Well, look, I mean, I, I was thinking about another chapter in the book and, and I write about the qualities of the wealthy. And one of the major qualities of a wealthy person is they are social people. And you know, so if you wanna be successful, you have to have, there has to be a, a part of your life that is social. You, you can't be afraid to be around people. You can't be afraid to, new, to meet new people. You can't, you can't be afraid to, to rub elbows and connect and hug and, and be around people and get excited and smile with people. And by the way, this is why some people live longer, by the way, is because of a social aspect. So yeah. like, what I love about the culture that you're talking about, especially the Marbella, Marbella way, right? And, and in Spain and how people are out there and they're social and yeah. the, you know, they're gonna live longer because yeah. when you have a community of people that you, like, it's about having friends. Yeah. You gotta have friends as a human being. You gotta have people that you can call up and go, hey, how you doing? Let's ha go hang out and let's have dinner. Let's hang out and let's go see a football game together. Let's, let's go, you know, just, you know, again, hang out and have a beautiful dinner or something like that. These are the type of things that are some of the qualities of the wealthy. And of course, uh, at the same time, our health, mm -hmm. right? Eating good food eating, uh, uh, you know, maybe not so much food, you know, like, like having yeah. a balanced uh, program for health and, and, and working out a few times a week and making sure you're always moving your body. And so it's, it's health and it's wealth too, because why do we, why do we want to go make all this money and be successful and then we're going to die? You know, it's like, wait a minute. I mean, I want to, I, I want to, I want to make a shit ton of money, but I also want to live a shit ton of life you yeah. know what i mean i want to i want to have a great life i want to live a long time i want to enjoy it and and but i also want to be that i want to be that dad that that gets on the rides with my kids and i can actually enjoy that stuff i want to be out there kicking the soccer ball with them i want to be able to throw the football i want to run with them on the beach i mean i want to do those type of things and if you're not healthy so i encourage everybody to to get healthy to have a, a game plan for that. And, uh, and I think that one of the easiest ways to do that, like number one, is just try to make sure that you drink a lot of green. Drink green drinks all the time because it's constantly cleansing you. And by the way, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but there's a lot of studies that talk about that uh, you know, cancer cannot survive in an oxygen-enriched environment. So you have a lot of oxygen in your body, which comes from all the greens. But you or have a lot. Or a Mediterranean diet, by the way. Or a Mediterranean diet. What you're mentioning about is like actually, this totally. is the lifestyle in my There you you're go. Always out. The sun is shining. You're out and about. Use your body. Either you run mm -hmm. up the street or in the beach, or you you know socialize with friends. You in in the morning. You're getting the you vitamin out, D out, out, from you, the sun yes. and everything. So all this out juice bars. Everything do you really... know the Do you know the cold soup? You said that. you love soup. I love soup yeah, too. Yeah. It's called gazpacho. Gazpacho. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really uh, it's really nice. Okay. You'll try it if you come back to when Spain one day. Well, I'm I'm coming, so we're already figuring it out. So <laughs> we're, we're yeah, it's, I'm I'm there already. I've already seen it's myself already. there. Me too. Yeah. So I've already experienced. Just, it. just to uh, make sure that uh, obviously people would have to to read your book or follow some of your mm -hmm. seminars and and so on to to really get the whole packet, but out of those 11 universal principles, are there any major headlines we, we didn't talk about? 
No, I mean, I, I think I think the the one that I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss was the health thing, you know, because I, I think that that's health a... Health is wealth. Health is wealth. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you really... Sound like cliche, but it's true. It is. Yeah. It, it, you know, if you, if you feel good, you can do good. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I, I think too, you know, just to touch on a couple of quick ones, sales. You know, people have to learn sales. I mean, yeah. I, there's a whole chapter on sales. Like you have to, you have to understand the power of influence. You know, you yeah. got to get people to say yes to you. And if you can't get people to say yes to you, you're going to have a tough time becoming successful at most things. And uh, so I think, you know, that's right. one of them. The way, yeah. You know, the, the other thing is, is managing your money correctly, making sure you have a budget. Everybody has to have a budget. Everybody has to have some sort of plan, organizational. I, I think that's the best word I can use is you have to have an organized plan for your money. And then ultimately, because you want to grow it. And, and so that when you grow it, you can make better investments. You could move to Marbella. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. But, but then, then it's ultimately about the legacy. Right. I, I want to have a great business because and I want to still continue to help my business, which I do to this day. But I want to do that not just for me, but I want to create something great for my kids. I want my kids to have that because that passive income, I own my business. I mean, this is my company. I own that, you know, that organization. So if I die tomorrow, my kids can that that passive income continues on for my kids. You know, the, the properties continue on for the kids, you know, the passive income, all those rentals and all the, you know, rent coming, all those things are, are allowing my kids to have more freedom in their life. Now, of course, I want them to have their own life. I want them to build their own businesses, have their own success, whatever that is that they want to have. But I also want, I mean, who wouldn't want parents that like give you a leg up, right? We all wish we had that, which we didn't most of us, but man, wouldn't it be great if your parents were able to give you a, a business that continued to pass well, on like the Rockefellers yes. or but, something you know like what, that? You know? what, what I Sounds like a great idea. A lot of times, <laughs> yeah, I'm very wealthy parents, yeah, yeah. especially I was talking about, mm -hmm. you know, wealth on the beach, totally. that they get a little bit lazy, you know, because so they expect, oh, That's everything true. is served for them, That's you have a know everything, get a little bit too easy. I, I agree. But you still and, and, need and, to educate your kids. Hey, nothing is free. You have to clean up your room. Nobody, that's no true. And, I agree. And, and that's agree. one one point, of course, people have to take responsibility no matter totally. what background and backup they have. And but another true. thing is, uh, on the Marbella way and on the Wealth on the Beach way, that uh, it's easy to get comfortable. If, if you're in Marbella, it's it's an amazing place. Oh, yeah. It's so amazing. I mean, Everybody could get get comfortable in paradise, right? Right. So, but how do you remember to uh, keep moving forward when you're in a comfortable position? Uh, because it's human to be lazy, right? Right. So, what is it that that you? What advice can you give to to stay motivated and not get too comfortable? This is easy. This is really easy because the word is happiness. Okay. We all, why, as human beings, what do we want more than anything in the world? We want happiness. We want to be joyful. We want to enjoy what we're doing. I'm happy right here hanging out with you guys. You know, I'm, I'm happy right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I feel really good. But part of the reason why, psychologically, part of the reason why we are happy right now is because we're making progress right now. We're doing something that we are creating something. We're building something. We're we're talking about success. We're talking about the things that we enjoy talking about. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why we're happy. Yeah. So when I get comfortable, which I do, just I'm normal. When I get comfortable or I get complacent or I just don't want to feel like doing anything, I always think back. All right, am I happy right now? Am I am I really happy sitting here doing nothing, Netflixing and chilling all all day long? You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. And 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 I have to think to myself, is that really happiness? And every single time, the answer is no. I'm not really happy. Yeah, I'm comfortable, yeah. but am I happy? And the answer is no. But then I get up and I make a call and I have a conversation or I book an appointment or I talk to a new prospect or I recruit somebody new. Instantly, yes. the vibration of my body, my right. mind, my soul, like I go, oh my God, I'm making progress, you know? And so then you want to keep doing 
that again and again to create to continue that that happiness but it's it's interesting this uh tendency this passion we have to build right yeah you know it reminds me of lego we we built lego in denmark it's from it's from denmark that you know all kids wants to they want all everybody wants to build something so it's just uh it's just interesting how in a way you could say some people stop building because everybody does it when they're kids in a way everybody's building something but uh you you kept building you kept building and i'm going to continue building that's so wonderful (laughs) Daniel, thank you yeah. so much for coming here today. And if you want to know more about Daniel Alonso, you can definitely check him out at your Instagram page. At Daniel Alonso. At Daniel Alonso. With a Z-O at the end. And it's got a blue check mark. And, you know. Very important. Yes, yeah, so, because there's a lot of fakes on there, by the way. That's so. right. But the real is here. And if you want to follow him, go in and check it out. Until then, the Mabea way. And see you next time for more the Mabewe dose. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers.